Hi, everyone. Wow, it's like Parkinson or something. It is. It's just like, but without the groovy music, you should have had a theme tune yeah. as you walked up. Something like from 1983. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Like. So, Joff, I mean, for those of you who don't know Joff and his work, he is a graphic novelist. He is the first ever graphic novelist in the UK to have had one of his novels shortlisted for the Costa Novel Prize. That may not sound like a big deal, but it's a huge deal, I believe, for graphic novelists in the UK. We don't have a tradition here of cherishing graphic novels. If you were like me, you were raised by parents who forbade comics. So anything with pictures, Rupert Bear onwards, was wow. regarded as basically pornography for children, <laughs> and we were not allowed it. So uh, that, that prejudice lingers. If you have that prejudice, I urge you, I urge you to buy these books because they, Joff is not a comic strip writer. He is a proper novelist. They are humane, they are funny, they are very funny, they're quite naughty, and they're beautifully drawn as well. And best of all, you can read a novel in a single sitting because they're quick. Joff, welcome. Um, can we talk, first of all, about your journey into becoming a graphic novelist? Were you going to become because you play in a rock band as well. Might you have become a rock musician instead? Uh, someone here has seen my band, which is our friend at the back there, Mike. Uh, he's seen, he can, I'm sure he'll, he'll... He's smiling broadly, isn't he'll it? He'll vouch for me when... Uh, he'll back me up when I say my drumming, which I'm the drummer in my band. Uh, it's just a two-person band. And I'm a very, very primitive musician. I couldn't really do it as a proper job okay. under any circumstances. So it's therapy. Maybe in a deaf world, but, you know, which is something to imagine. But yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, it's therapy, but not for the audience, yeah. So what, so what, was, your, what was your journey into becoming a novelist? Were you, were you at art school? Um, yeah, I guess I did go to art school, but I did animation, you know, like, uh, but I, the animations I've made, I was always very frustrated by. Um, but I liked, you know, writing them, and and I love drawing, you know, one drawing. Yeah. But I don't like doing countless drawings or being on a computer for hours and hours and hours. And often animation, you have to sort of do one or the other, and neither seemed like an attractive, uh, attractive proposition. I so, mean, I, so I, I, so I guess the difference with these is it's like edited from an animation. A lot has happened between exactly each frame. See, if this is animation, you know, like I like doing one drawing, and then I can move on to the next drawing of something. You know, not wildly different, but like at least a different drawing. In this, I would have to do, you know, like this would be the eyebrow slowly uh, moves. Exactly, and, yeah. man. Oh boy. And some people are really good at it. It's like I think it's like that thing where some people can do this, and some people can't. We can all do that as a sort of, you know, like uh, audience participation. But some people have keep a flat tongue, and some people have, can go. That's true. And it's like, I think animations like that. Non-opposable thumbs as well. You exactly. Yeah. Well, I've only got one of those, but uh, you. Uh, you yeah, I think I don't. I lack the animation gene. It always, everything was. What I did was really everything was really shaky. <laughs> <laughs> it was like rhubarb and custard, you know, that was seventeen. <laughs> everything was always throbbing. Well, you can buy those to. vibrating pens, can't you? I remember being really excited as a child that I was the able vibrating to. Vibrating pens. Yes, yeah, so you could so that you could draw like rhubarb and custard. Oh wow! And it was impossible to draw a slate line. It would vibrate. I want that. Oh, we'll Google it later. Bring them back. We'll I, I want to get one of those. Yeah, but be careful how you Google it because you might end up with something. Yeah, that's I not know. Quite yeah, a pen. exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a landmine doing that, yeah. But, but how about the narrative side of it? Because these, these stories are so, they could so easily have been non-graphic novels in oh. a way. Oh, good. Because well, that's the, good. The, all the emotional content. So were, were you drawing and then starting to notice stories behind your drawings? Or? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I always like, you know, in paintings and stuff like that, and, in, and I love 
regular books, you know. Like, I mean, I've read, when I was a, as a kid growing up, I would read comics, whatever. That's why I suppose I got like aware of the comic yeah. form, whatever. And I loved, you know, like um, the superhero comics when the I was a kid. The wham, bam. Yeah, stuff. I yeah. loved all that. But, you know, actually, but actually, looking back, what I really liked is, you know, like, especially, especially like things like Spider Man. I wasn't really into the, you know, the page long fights, you know, the pages and pages of fights. I think I just liked all the stuff about him, you know, like being a neurotic sort of, you know, love life stuff. I think I liked all the sort of weird. Uh, you know, the sort of non-comic book parts. Well, I was going to say yeah. the, the great, the, the, the overlap is the stillness, because you, you often have these scenes where somebody says something and it's fallen flat, and then the next frame <laughs> is just two people my looking train, at man. each other. <laughs> like, uh, and there used to be those moments in Batman where someone knew, it was like a reaction uh, shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For the phone so I made rain. my comics about entirely of those. There's no fights, it's just the bits <laughs> between the fights. The bits where, like, also it's easy to draw. If someone's just standing there, Looking a bit yeah. forlorn. It's easier drawn than someone like, you know, on a horse with a whip or something like that. You know, like it's much, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's more within my, in my ability. So day, where did Days of the Bagnall Summer come from? Because this, for those of you who haven't read it, it's, or seen the film, which we'll come to later, it's the story of a mother and a teenage son who are stuck with each other for the summer holiday. Basically. Yeah, yeah. What was the starting point for this? Uh, is, it, is it autobiographical? Was it you and your mum? Um, it was definitely not. Uh, my brother, I have got an older brother, and when he was a teenager, he was quite, um, you know, he was quite a classic teenager of like, you know, surly and really kind of, especially with more than with my dad. My dad was, I mean, my mum and dad were together, and uh, he was quite respectful of my dad, but he was very, he was pretty foul to my mum in some ways. And I think some of that did feed into this. Did he my have keep out on his bedroom door? Uh, he metaphorically he had keep out just in general, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> to me and my mum, you know, who was quite sort of actively. And he read this and he said, I, he was pained by it, you know. He said, like, oh, and he's he's now full of contrition about <laughs> his teenage years. But um, uh, at the time, yeah, he was he was quite surly. So some of it, I think, did fit. I didn't think at all like, oh, this is you know my brother or this is from my experience. But it sort of fed into it once I'd started. But, but you told me a lovely story about a visit to, um, well, you call it men's pants. But yeah, <laughs> men's, men's pants, penzance, exactly. That was, so this really has its, uh, its root in Cornwall, right where we are right now. So it's thematically uh, on brand, as they say, in the modern world. Um, which is, I, yeah, I was visiting my uh, girlfriend. She's a doctor. Uh, she's not my girlfriend anymore. She's still a doctor, but we're <laughs> pals, but we're not, we're, she's not my girlfriend anymore. Uh, 2005, and I was visiting her. And uh, when she was at work in, in the hospital, whatever, um, you know, the small hospital. West Cornwall Hospital. West Cornwall Hospital, very good, shout out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would walk around aimlessly, you know, thinking about, oh, what should I do with my life, ETC? And uh, I was walking around a, a very, you know, down at heel shopping mall, but basically like a corridor with some shops in. in Calls Pensance. my head. Thank you. I love it with the, you know all that. No, it's right. it's the my local. So, so calls, there I am, Causeway Head, 2005, and uh, this mum and son, I assume they were mum and son, I'm pretty sure they were, came out of like a computer game shop and they were sort of, they were, they were next to each other coming out of this shop, um, but they weren't looking at each other at all. They were looking in opposite directions and uh, they just both looked so fed up with each other and sort of tired of each other. And I just thought like, for some reason, I don't know what it was. I mean, it was a completely, you know, normal thing to see, but it did sort of, uh, strike me and just I just immediately sort of like loved them and thought like oh, wow you know it's almost like for me it was like a sort of it was like seeing um, 
two sort of mythic legendary figures for some reason. It just had this weird sort of re it resonated and I, I just thought like, oh, I, I would love to do something with these people. Mainly because I think, you know, they were both fairly uh, normal looking or sort of, you know, un attractive and something you wouldn't see on TV yeah, or, yeah. Or, or read about even. And uh, No filters. No, exactly. No fil it was yeah. pre-filters. And <laughs> did you take a did you take a secret photograph or did you? Did I drew. You drew them? Should, should we use this slide yes, let's, here? This PowerPoint moment. Because yeah. it's a visual up. book. Like, oh, that's, the, that's the first okay. picture I did of them. I think they probably the real people looked a bit like that. And they sort of as as you draw, I, I, I that was very good. We didn't even I didn't even have to say Jackie. No, she was just there. J Jackie with a Q in it or Jack it, well, it's Jack short Jacqueline. Jacqueline. So or we could just call you PowerPoint for yeah, now. So I, you've already written Bagnold on that. Yeah. Did you decide quickly that was who they were? I think I did. I think I was. I think I, shortly after my uh, visit to, I'm really taking you like moment by moment through this. Is I should really we'll speed up spin later, the yeah, exactly <laughs> spin the years on. Um, I was staying at my mum and dad's house, and I think they had um, National Velvet. You know the the oh, the film. The, no, the the horse book. You know the, the, <laughs> okay. the uh, no. I'm a book literary festival man. I'm going to no, talk okay. about the book. <laughs> it's an old copy of the uh, and it's written by Enid Bagnold. So I think that sort of uh, that name just sort of I didn't think about it very much, but I think I just thought, oh, I could call them that. And then uh, yeah, Sue and Dag Daniel Bagnold. I think I wrote that quite quickly after I saw them. I just imagined them to be called that. But I was going to make it animated. Well, I was talking about like I was doing animation. And I hadn't, do, I hadn't done comics since I was like, you know, eight. And I used right. to draw like the first two panels and the third panel would go wrong. And I would just, you know, my brother would say, look how much paper you've wasted. And I'd say, oh, and I'd just turn it upside down and do like the attempted first couple panels of another's comic strip. So it would just be like this thing that never got finished. But that was when I was a kid. And then, so I hadn't done any comic strips as a grown up. So I was going to do them as a, yeah, animated film. It was going to be a musical, and all the songs were going to be really <laughs> short. And I wrote a song for Daniel, like a heavy metal, faux heavy metal song. Well, that was good. I like that, Jack. That was good. <laughs> Look, this is uh, shortly after I came up with that name, and I was thinking about. That I is think, such a dirty shirt. I know. Isn't that realistic? <laughs> really I don't know. I don't know how it happened. But the mothers in this room are flinching. I can see. That is the correct <laughs> level of teenage grime to have on that collar. I'm telling mm. you, that's like you know um, accurate. Uh, so yeah, I got I got like twenty of those made at uh, John Lewis, where you could still do that. You could order the name tags. I oh, not, not the dirty collar. Oh yeah, you could order twenty <laughs> dirty collars, dirty collars from John Lewis. It was very uh, niche, uh, very niche audience of uh, um, you know um, laundry. Purveyors of laundry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking. Yes. So I've had I've had some coffee. I had a haircut. It's, it's, today has been amazing. <laughs> In fact, let's, it's the, only just started. My talk, my entire Cornish experience has been mind blowing. Uh, apart from this, I've just been to Froome twice and visit my dad in Somerton. So I really haven't been anywhere for like a year and a half. So I, I, lots of stimulus. This is like being in Las Vegas on uh, LSD right, <laughs> the last few days. So I honestly am overstimulated to the nth degree. Hence, uh, sometimes I can't even finish my sentences because I'm just too overwhelmed. So um, apologies, sorry. You, but your process, your, what fascinates me is your process, your creative process overlaps so much with so many novelists I know. Oh, a good. Lo a lot of I us feel vindicated. Use, a lot of us collect photographs or we, when we're starting a book, uh -huh. we look around for the image of the character that we vaguely got in our mind. Do you do that? 
I do. I find I've, I cast them, and then I'll have yeah. these. They're yeah. like little totem images. Okay, I, I feel I, I feel um, reaffirmed now. Thank you. Well, this is why I, you know I maintain you're a novelist. You just you're just a novelist who uses I do, pictures. I read. But... I, I wouldn't say that because I if I I could not do one without the words because I'm not nearly a good enough writer. Well, I could I couldn't do one with the pictures because I can't draw. So yeah, but some of my sentences are so inelegant. It's horrible. I that's why I want to like say uh, you know I, I totally want to say Patrick, can you like. Just get rid of any really terrible sentences. I've never be. yet seen a terrible sentence. Well, there are yeah. some, let me tell you. We, we can talk Buy about, it we'll and talk find about out this later. just how bad they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. So that's... you were thinking, I'm dragging you back now, you were oh, yeah. thinking about an animated musical, but... Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I, I was into writing the songs for it. Yeah, like Kill the Dead, that was one of the songs I was going to write for it. I was going to write sort of... Sue, the, the mum there, is, is, she's really into like James Taylor and bread, soft rock. I love the, yeah. I, I love the concept of soft rock. It goes with her knitwear. Exactly. <laughs> it goes with a, a, a highly uh, collared, uh, like a very, very large turtleneck. Um, and she was going to write a song called The Piano of My Mind, I think. <laughs> but luckily, this didn't happen because I don't think it would have been very good. I think I, I, I think I, it's so long ago now, it's like 2006, but um, uh, I think I applied for some funding and I didn't get it, which actually turned out to be a blessing. So I, I woke up in April. Uh, April 2007, and I just thought, oh, you could just do it as a comic strip. And then the thing that always put me off comic strips was, um, is doing a comic strip now as a grown-up, is that the layouts have to be, you know, like off the alone, it's a very dynamic. But it was a, such a non-dynamic story, I thought I could just do it very simply in, in like yeah, six... Because there's, there's real discipline to it, because each page is effectively a chapter. Yeah, exactly. And each page has the six windows. I very doable, you know, because I could, you know, you guys could... I, I'd I give you the, um, you know, the uh, starting point. This, if you, if you're totally, you know, um, what's the word? If you're stuck. totally bemused, yeah, stuck. If you're totally, if you feel an aversion to being able to make a comic strip, my advice is do it in six panels and just do each uh, page as being like an episode, and it's much easier. That's my advice. So everyone go well, this, ahead. Well, this technique novel. could work for writing a novel, a novel without pictures yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, people do fun But what terrifies me, because I can't draw, is you know, what happens if you get to the third one and you make a mistake? Do you have to start again, or do you cheat? Do you do them as separate pictures? I do, I did it. You're not men who, like, proper comics people say, oh, you do it like that, mm. And then they go and get a drink, you know? I, I, but it needs must. They don't know that until I tell them. And when they tell them, they look like, oh. They really lose respect for me, but that's the way I did it. I did it all like, a, it's hilarious. It's like a collage. I just do it in a little square. I had this like weird viewfinder that I would draw the picture and then I would get my little, you know, frame shaped viewfinder and think, oh, okay, that, I can frame it like that. And I would draw the square and then I'd cut it all out and stick it together with um, Pritt stick and that's how I did it. So more advice, you guys, you want to make a comic, you can totally do it. Just so what you deliver to the publisher is, is like a scrapbook of, it's all been stuck together with, I mean, this fascinates yeah, me. Yeah, they said, it, oh, we're used to digital files. And I say, yeah. it's the hard copy, I thought it would be better quality. And as a result, I'm really not happy with the printing in this because the blacks are going to be much blacker and the, the whites are going to be whiter. Ah, and it's quite washed out. And it's all because they're not used to, I thought like, oh yeah, I'll give them the hard copy, that's what they want. Right. And they said, oh, well, Ooh, normally, normally someone's, done all the, uh, someone's done all the knobs already on the computer and they just give us a, you know, a, a, a pen drive or whatever. But now I learned for the second one, yeah. I gave them computer But then shit. when this was shortlisted for the Costa, did yeah. that... Did that Oh, I said, you. no, I said, of course. Because he thought this always happened. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, no, I, I was, <laughs> I just sort of laughed and thought, wow, it's nuts. And especially when they said, they, they seemed really confused by it, the who, publishers. The, the publishers, publishers who told me, they said, it's been nominated, but like for, you know, like along, 
in my it wasn't even it was really because there's crazy. no category for graphic novel. We no, don't have one. So and then it, there, there's also a category. There's, I think it was just like a sort of freak. So probably, I think I imagine someone filling in the form slightly wrong that happened. You know, no, that no, it really did. I have judged that prize, and I know how meticulous it is. And this, I don't think it's that meticulous. No, somebody. This will have been picked out of each. Each judge has seventy books, and they pick one book, uh, three would, books, which the sense. other judges have to read. So I it will have been well sifted. But it wasn't the first. It wasn't in the first novel. Category. Exactly, it was next to freaking Hillary Mantel. Yeah, it was, it was me versus up. Hillary. Yeah. And guess what? You and Hillary were in the ring together. <laughs> she walked past me, and I went hi, and she went. <laughs> that's my that's my superstar superstar uh, literary a brush exchange. With Hillary yeah. Mantel. I know she was she was beautiful. She was wearing this sparkly costume. She is serene. But I then know she's rich, so you know she can um. afford that jacket. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, she was she was classy. She was, she 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 gave me a warm look. It was just one of amusement and you know it was like royalty. Yeah. Yeah. Eye drops. Maybe she has eye drops. She looked amazing. There's, no, no, technically, there's a big change when we go on to novel number two because suddenly you have two colours as opposed to one. And, and yeah. up to nine or more boxes per page. Yeah, so I really, <laughs> I really like branched out this time. And let me tell you, it wasn't, it was not without its, its problems. And is, was the colour thing because you only had brown and blue in your study? Uh, well, <laughs> there's some slides. We can okay, look at them. We can lay, more, we, more PP. We can, more PP. Well, no, just, Bring yeah. us up just tired of looking at the dirty yes, colour, basically. Dirty I was just trying to move on from that. There's oh, you did one for Sue as well. Yep. We can just look at these, like you know, for fun. There we go. There's something. So this <laughs> is all inspiration for book number one. Yeah, this is all. This is all in. like my weird uh, research. Like you were talking about, Patrick, where you sort of collect you gather your, stuff in, collect your research materials, exactly casting some sort of invisible net of uh, ineptitude. I love that. So this uh, is a real advert you saw in the yeah, shop. Yeah, my band was practicing. Rockers, he's a, he's a rocker as well. He has band, he probably has rehearsal space, but my band was practicing in a practice room and I nicked that off the wall because I just love the I love le mixture of higher and lower case, upper and lower case. And I love the way home goes up in the air. I know, it's number. great. I love it when people <laughs> can't quite. And my favorite part is probably it's advertising for a singer and it says what they've got. It says, you know, uh, at least one to two years playing experience, four man band, so far two guitars, bass drums, soon to be vocals. Because <laughs> it's obviously for a vocalist. So uh, yeah, so I nicked that. But I didn't want to like deprive, so I did them a, like a, a, a replacement service. You know, the next week I went in for practice. I did it like a, you know, I'd, I, I think I photocopied it and put it back up. But I did nick it. Yeah. Well, what else is next? Just keep looking. These are that's me trying to get the character's face right. It just looks like some sort of crazy person's <laughs> diary. But it's uh, and me. That's how I did the. Uh, see, I even did the, the text in it. I even drew that and cut it out so I could make. So there's so much room for mistakes. You know, so so many, so much room for errors. Just you know, making it sort of idiot-proof, which is lucky because I'm an idiot. Uh, what else we got? That's more researching, more you know, trying to work out what people look like. I just made these sort of collages. He becomes kind. His face becomes kinder as it evolves. Yeah. Well, he became a bit kind. Initially, he was just. And then, of course, the film makes him kind of completely kind. I mean, they've. they've He's they a do, lot better. Both, both characters are a lot better looking they get in the film. Upgrade. True to form, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's always that way. So I was really glad that it was sort of like, yeah, everyone gets an upgrade, exactly. <laughs> Behaviorally, emotionally. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know what else is on here. I can't remember what I put. Oh, that's me. See, that's me with the most, that's the square viewfinder I was telling you about. Oh. And I could be worn as, a, worn as a fashionable bracelet as well. You could <laughs> wear it as a sort of edgy bracelet. What else we got? Uh, that, that's what they ended up looking oh, like. So that's there. Beyond the GCSE, uh, degrade level okay. to maybe like a C 
C minus now, my French. Yeah, I love it. I love trying to speak French. Uh, did you have that terrifying experience of having to be quite pretentious in French about your work? Oh, I love trying. Because they expect that. They want you to use lots of abstract nouns. And they say, uh, they say, they say, they give me, they give me a lot of, uh, you know, compliments slash insults. So they, they say, your accent is actually uh, good, but what you say makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I think it's a compliment. Yeah, so they give and they take away. You know, okay. they're, they're lovely to me, the French people, but it, uh, that was, it, it's not approved popular. <laughs> give it time, give it time. They say, they say, you are very, we were expecting uh, some triste, uh, someone very, you know. Oh, they, they thought yeah. some Eno had written this. Yeah, and yeah. then they said, you are lively. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, your books are so sad, but you are so happy. And they say, well, you know. Oh, okay. Next. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, ah, so okay. that's like real life cutouts made out of flesh and blood. Actors, movie stars. So uh, that's the poster for the film. But the film was incredibly faithful to the book. I mean, it's almost as if they'd used the book as the storyboard. Uh, the shots were the shots you had created There's a couple of bits that are, are like the, 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 the book, you know, directly yeah. like the... The bit where they go to the seaside and... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 The kind of framing and stuff, yeah. I suppose. But no, I would say it's faithful to the book, but a vast improvement. You know, no. in color, it's got some snogging in it. It's got like, um, um, you know, music, uh, more yeah, smiling. Didn't, she didn't get a snog in the book. It's no, pretty, exactly. No pretty. one's having. No, no one. one no one touches. The no book. one's having anything <laughs> like a sex life in either of my books. I don't know what that says about me. It's very. Uh, everyone's in. Everyone's denied. <laughs> Next. <laughs> the next book, though, is going to be like... Uh, yeah, yeah, they have had the upgrade. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even the food's had an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't draw with such a realistic uh, chips. Yeah. Yeah, but look, they're a lot prettier, both of them. I've met, the, I've met them both, and they were delightful. They, they, I love this actress on the left, Monica Dolan. And would you, oh, I've got a, a trivia, a, a side, what's the word? What do you call it? A side, sidebar. A sidebar. Yeah. Which is, when I was drawing the story... <laughs> when I was drawing this very book, probably in about 2009 or something like that, I mean 2010, there was a program on, like a drama, dramatization of, um, about Fred and Rosemary West. Oh, God. <laughs> and starring, unlikely, the handsome Dominic West. Maybe, the, maybe just was, the names, was, yeah. Was, I remember it. Yeah, it Dominic good. West is Fred West, exactly. So yeah. maybe that's where they, they chose him, but because he doesn't really look like Fred West, let's face it. But he was good. And his wife, Rosemary West, was played by this very actress. Brilliantly. And I yeah. yeah, chillingly. Yeah. yeah. But, and I watched it. I think I watched it with the sound down. I was she like, did the <laughs> she even did a Gloucester accent. Very believable, yeah. yeah. And it was like the blank, you know, banal, evil yeah. quality. The was, dead eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I watched it and objectively thought, like, oh, wow, if they ever made a film of this story I'm trying to draw right now, you know, I didn't think, like, I want her. No, mm. I just thought, like, um, she, could, you know, she could play the woman in my book. And it ended up happening eerily. Brilliant. So that was pretty weird. But there's no serial killing or anything in this. In this there's no animal yeah. bites. In fact, there's no, there's no, viscer no viscera whatsoever. Just like, uh, you know, uh, ennui. And what's, what's next? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So That's neatly, my second story. Neatly to the blue and brown book. <laughs> Remember now what I this, said about two colours? Now, this one had much more research, I think, in terms of... The, this, the second job, second novel, for those of you who haven't read it, Driving Short Distances... Widely available is, here. This is like a portrayal of the worst holiday job you, any of you ever had <laughs> when you were students. This, this poor lad gets this job driving this man around very small industrial estates 
and just having to endure <laughs> him for day after day. And it's a, it's a very... It's, it's a very cruel but truthful portrayal of a certain kind of hopeless masculinity on both sides. Where, <laughs> where the hell did that come from? <laughs> Deep within. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, where did it come from? I can't. I remember, you know, obviously the, uh, the Penzance uh, encounter, but this one is... Sort of, were you oh. hanging around industrial estates? Oh, I know where it came from. The, the, very, the, the colonel was like the guy who taught me to drive in the many, many, many years before, like 1990. Did he have scarily hairy hands? Like the, the, he had the, the hairy arms and he had the very, very, very well-filled shirt, which was right. probably a couple of sizes too tight. And I was always in the, you know, I was driving and I would be looking. That's why I think a lot of it's set in a car. It's not about driving instructor, but... The car-bound element uh, remained, and also the tight shirt. Right. And I would just remember just trying to drive, being very terrified, because he was actually quite an impressive dude on my uh, left, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, and I just remember sort of like, I would just, from the corner of my eye, I would see these taut-looking buttons on the white shirt. And I'd always think, like, that nearly is pinging off. And it was like, it was, you know, that was the pressure. It was just like, I could see this taut shirt, you know. And uh, Oh, talking of shirts, I... I What's coming next? I have no idea. I wore it. I made it. Once I had to do a talk at the library and I was so disturbed by it that I made this special T-shirt saying, why did I... And I feel a bit like that now. So <laughs> I, I'm really sorry if I... I just... This is my apology... Uh, how do you say it? Apolo apologia. Apologia. It's my apologia for right now. I'm so sorry. You um, don't need to apologize. I'm brandishing my chest. But we need to, need to press on. I want okay. to see... Oh, so Leg. There's some legs. Yeah. So this is... These are, these are early sketches for the book. Yeah. We can, you can just put them For the on, blue and the brown. You can, ju you can just randomly oh God, so here it he is. people can make of it. Well, there's some, these are research images here, and you can just keep... So you were looking those. for bullyish men. Yeah, exactly. This kind of, I, I really love 1950s <laughs> films, like 12 Angry Men and things like that, with like, not particularly attractive character actors. You know, like You're very good at waistlines. Like. Yeah, that I really... slightly slumped waistline <laughs> that they... Bad posture. Too many like pints and pasties. That was regional for you guys. Um, <laughs> and that's me just, yeah, that's me again, like trying to uh, audition the uh, characters, trying to work out what they look like. You can see them, the sort of very, very slight evolution. Maybe some nostrils getting bigger, a hairline getting a bit like higher or lower, uh, someone looking more or more, more tired as we go, go along. Keep, this is all the same kind of stuff. The world of man. <laughs> these, are my, these are my notes. Uh, yeah, that's me. I couldn't get that guy to look right, the younger character. He kind of looked. I had lots of, I make lots of lists where I had like, you know, the guy from uh, the 400 Blows, or I had like David Tulis on it, young Tom Courtney, I think I had on these. And for him, I had just a huge list of, you know, uh, doughy American character actors from the 50s <laughs> and 60s. <laughs> uh, so I just kept, uh, kept chipping away, and he eventually began to emerge. Um, you can see he's kind of looking different here. These aren't worth looking at very long, you just keep going with <laughs> uh, You can see, the, I mean, the space between the nose and the mouth becomes, you know, key, and I'm like just trying yeah. to raise it up a bit, and I'm, you know. Oh, yeah. So, you can, as Patrick mentioned, a lot of it's set on industrial estates, um, trading estates. And I got that idea when me and my dad was, we were in a traffic jam. We were stuck behind that very lorry, and I, I, I borrowed my dad's camera phone. I don't even have a phone. I don't, so, my, I use my dad's simple camera phone to take that picture. And I loved it because it's like, you know, the strap lines are usually a snappy thing, right? They're like, a, you know, like, <laughs> da-da-da-da-da-da, you know. And this strap line... <laughs> it leaves nothing to the imagination. It's just all, you know. It's, it's great, you know. I, I mean, I think you've got... I, today, I got my haircut here at the festival. And I was thinking of a strap line. You could say, meet the authors 
and get a haircut by an ex-police woman turned um, sheep farming... Bookseller. Uh, bookseller <laughs> slash teacher. Uh, that's a strap line yeah, a bit like this yeah. one, you know. Because that is a service that the book, the book festival has manifested as... And if you think I look, I look quite bad now, but that's just in general. But I honestly look like I'd been sleeping in a hedge up until about, you know, 10, 10, 10 this morning. So I no, I didn't. No, I think you, you gently advised me, maybe. But it no, was no. me. <laughs> it was mainly Claire. Mainly Claire. Says I live on like, a farm. I'm used to feral looks. If you, <laughs> if you think this is a good haircut, tell the, the glamorous uh, blonde lady called. She'll have Claire written here with an I and an E, that Claire. Um, uh, say nice work on Joff's hair because yeah. this is like she. This is a lockdown skill, and uh, I've had a couple of lockdown haircuts. This is the best. My friend Emma cut my hair, but this is oh, sorry, Emma. How but much? Uh, what did she cut my hair? No, but, Next. <laughs> I offered okay, to draw no, her job, dog. Job. Focus. Oh, focus, yeah, sorry. Focus. Sorry, yeah, that was key. So Patrick, I'm so sorry. Sorry, uh, sorry, book fans. That's a building. <laughs> That's another one. That's Foundrax. That's a mysterious building. That's a, that's a really mysterious building, 12. <laughs> That's some gravel. Gravel. And here's how they all end up in my uh, story, okay. you can see. So I got into drawing these units. That's what they're called. And uh, I've got a joke about that in my story. So buy the book, find out the not particularly interesting joke about units. Ah, that one I love. Wonderful. That one's got true mystery. That's like the Dead Sea Scrolls for me. Yeah, that was, that was, when I saw that, I got really excited. And that, well, I just, I just let that bed into your subconscious. Were they subconscious. doing a really slow race, do you think? They were, you know, number 65, never quite made it to the end of the line. I imagine it? it being like a really, like, weird birthday present of like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, there's a rusty poster that you can't see what it is anyway. I love that. Uh, I've got some weird stuff in here. Oh, yeah. I was sometimes, you know, like you were looking at that really blank stuff, but sometimes there would be the odd stuff. Everything is very kind of like within the last 20 years, but occasionally there'd be like, you know, uh, a sort of a remnant of something. And that has mm. now been replaced. That's Somerton. Where's Dev? Is Dev at. Yeah. Somerton! Woo! That's not there anymore. Don't go looking for it. <laughs> on, a sort of, on a sort of, you know, like Eleanor oh, Frantic like pilgrimage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how it ended up in, in my story. That was the inspiration. You're very good at the backs of necks. Well, the good, back of his neck. All his vulnerability is in the back of that neck. I'm glad you said that. It's just yeah. easy to draw than someone front on, to be honest. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, yeah, reception backwards. So I really got into visiting reception areas of these trading estates. So we could have a sort of like musical interlude where we just have a, like soothing slides. We need the vision now. on music while we go through. That the would pictures. be perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Do, 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 There's do, some do, frame do, certificates. Do, 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 do. There's an unhealthy looking spider plant. <laughs> There's a really unhealthy looking spider plant. Put it on the floor, that is yeah. counterintuitive. So that's how it ended up in my story. I, I just got really into it. So I made this sort of inventory of like, you know, like almost like um, a trading estate reception area bingo. You know, that you could get. It's the charity suite. The charity box. suites, yeah. something very poignant. <laughs> uh, that guy, yeah. Oh, there he yeah. is, virtually. Yeah. I know, if, I was after I started drawing for a couple of times, and I, the, the hands were really, really big, and this sort of vindicated me. I thought, like, oh, your chosen path is correct, Joff. You know, keep, <laughs> keep going forward so, with the hands. I, I'm dying to know, did he go up to this total stranger and say, can I photograph your scary yeah, hands? Yeah, he looks like he's being papped, doesn't he? Like, oh, no pictures, please. Yeah. I'm holding a coffee cup. Um, no, he... Uh, <laughs> these are some men in some vests. I went to a steam fair, and uh, I had my mind fairly blown. There's <laughs> a meat raffle, and, um, yeah. That guy's pointing. The other yeah, guy's watching yeah. him point. Oh yeah, scary stuff. Traps. Traps, and then and then um, traps. Yeah. 
That was the guy's necklace who ran the trap stall. Your neighbor is looking very astounded, Patrick. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that one. Look at that attack. I really, I asked what that guy was, I asked, I said, excuse me, sir, could you, I'm just doing some research. Could you tell me what's in your belt attachment? And he just looked, and he sort of looked down at it, opened it and said, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and that to me, similarly, like when I was walking around and the trading estates, I would say, so what kind of stuff happens on the trading estate? What, is there like any funny stories? And someone said, no, not really. That's very Somerset. Yeah, that's very Somerset. It was great, but they were really nice. I want to hear the all our. Yeah, this is that's me. That's the findings of my research. I didn't go to a real life carvery. I just imagined the meat at the, the bottom right there. Yeah. I used my imagination for that. As, oh yeah. Oh, I also got really into. But often I would see like the gruffest, most like alpha male uh, man, and then you'd see them walking a dog, and you'd, I was almost like I'd look down the lead. I'd say, "What kind of dog have they got?" And I look for the, look look to the end of the lead, expecting the Doberman. Exactly, and, yeah. the kind of you know similarly reflective dog, and it would be this you know pom fucking pomeranian. Oh, sorry, it would be this <laughs> pomeranian. You know, that <laughs> I'd be like, "Wow, it's just like you know, you never know where affection goes. It's you know, it's a sort of lottery." Of, so then I got, <laughs> I got oh, really yes. into these dog breeding annuals <laughs> and uh, winning. And uh, <laughs> you must get very funny emails. Me? Yeah, yes. just from the sites you must be visiting <laughs> to get these pictures. I love the names of the, these. You know, look oh, at that guy. Chasing rainbows. Exactly. Uh, disco dance of Shamal. I mean, <laughs> the breed names. Breed names. That's a whole nother. That's like a. That's not. That's like a series of books. That is. That's not even one book. I mean, that's just. <laughs> that's just pure gold. Not one to gossip. Oh yeah. So you can see that it was as. Oh, the blue and the brown. mentioned yeah, blue and the brown. Yeah, virtually used up. And that is <laughs> that is what happens if you start drawing. If you think oh, these paints are really good to use, that's what eventually happens. Is you you end up with all the leftover colours. So uh, expect some sort of psychedelic. I was going to say next yes. work. You do a sci-fi one then. <laughs> and that's how, like, I even put that as a concept. It's sort of meta meta paint. Uh, show your workings. Uh, paint a page in my book of, of showing you the. Uh, <laughs> But that's in reverse, you see. Oh, oh wow. This is, uh, yeah. But as is I this said, to cheer yourself up because nothing's happening? No, this is because I had to do a talk about it, right? And I had to do a talk before people had read the book. This is what I made this for. Oh, OK. Right. So I had to do this talk, right? Uh, how did I ever agree to this? And uh, I, was thinking, I was panicking because I was thinking, I'm going to talk about this book when nothing happens and uh, very little happens. And and it's going to be like, what, whatever does happen, the tiny amount that does happen, I'm going to ruin it for people because I'm going to tell them. So then I thought, I'll just do some spoilers which don't actually happen in the book. <laughs> and I'll like try and, and I want people to buy it, you know, because I, I spent ages doing it and I, I don't get really very well paid uh, ever uh, for that kind of thing. Uh, so I thought, oh, yeah, sell, 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 right, promote. Yeah, and this is, I got uncharacteristically uh, promotional and I thought, I'll just, I'll just make some exciting stuff happen. Obviously, it doesn't happen. It's like a de deleted scene on a DVD <laughs> that you don't see in the, in the finished thing. So I was like, some spectacle. Here's, some, here's an explosion, some helicopter gunships. Go! And then we've got, uh, what else we got? Some horror, some viscera. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the book. Uh, no! So, uh, you know, you've got, you've got to use that. And uh, what else have I got? Oh, yeah. This is another, <laughs> that kind of Game of Thrones audience. I thought I'd have that. And that's his dog, obviously, but like not giant, not, not yeah. actual size. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you didn't show the children this one. This kind of does happen in the book, but only in the, only uh, well, you have to you have to read it to find out how this image features in the book. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> 
No more clicking, let me tell you. Do not proceed past Okay, this have we gone to the next book now? Is this... Yeah, this is my current... Okay, I'm going to whiz you through five minutes on the next book before I throw you open to the audience. I'm so sorry about everything. You brought us... <laughs> no, no. Joff, show us, because you were brought along a serious well, treat. Yeah, no, this isn't... This is, this is like... Actually, this is part, this is, I'm gonna make this is like gonna be so pretentious. You're gonna love this, man. <laughs> so, this is two books, right? And this is my th I've been working on my third book uh, under the uh, actually quite encouraging, uh, you know, current current situ current uh, conditions. Actually, if, if, if lockdown suited you, yeah, they'd yeah. said how how was your uh, lockdown, and I would say sort of quite like my normal life, you know, as as uh, lots of writers type people say, you know. I would go with that too. It was like, in fact, I probably got more work done. I think it's probably bad work. Like, I think this is like, th I'm not particularly super happy with either of these books, but I'm definitely least happy with this one so far. So it's my worst yet. So if you want to <laughs> find out, two and a half years' time, you'll be ready to find out just how bad it is. But I'll be working on it. And um, something I've discovered is, this is so pretentious. You're going to love this. This is going to break your, break your mind. It's a trilogy. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, it's a trilogy, mainly because they're both, this is a, the first one is a dual character study, you know, the mother and the mm. uh, son. And the second one is a dual character study, the old guy and the young guy. And this is also a dual character study. It's about two women. So, uh, yeah, and I realized that in the first book, it's like a teenager and uh, uh, someone in their 50s. Right. And the second one is someone in their 20s and someone in their 60s. This is completely unintentional, but I'm pretending it's intentional. So it sounds like, you know, like Tolkien or like progressive rock yeah, you stand want, of you, ambition. You want Hilary Mantel to notice you. So, yeah. I know. Yeah. Next time I, I pass her in the toilet co queue corridor, I want her to say, like, that last one was really bad. <laughs> I want... Um, so, and I realized that this one is some, about someone in their 30s and someone in their 70s. So I'm going to say, like, you know, it's intentional, but it's yeah. not. It's complete coincidence. And they all begin with D. The women do. No. Oh, all, all these books. All the books do. Yeah. So they do. So it's like a D trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> and what colors, what colors have you used? Well, first one, obviously, black can turn into gray because of the disappointing yeah, printing. Yeah. Sorry, publisher dudes, but, you yeah. know, not the best. Uh, the second book, obviously... Uh, brown blue and, and blue. Uh, uh, yeah, blue, uh, brown, blue, predominantly blue, some brown just for excitement. This one, just brown. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all as monoprint, so it's like really speckledy, ugly oh brown. So you're, you're, are you wood blocking them? How are you? No, what, it, well, monoprint is like sort of fancy word for saying sort of like, you know, um, tracing. <laughs> but I'm not tracing, I promise. I've traced the, full disclosure, spoilers, in this, I hate drawing cars so much that I trace all the cars in that because cars, you know, a, te a sort of like even shape, which is meant to be made by machines, which is irregular, is the hardest thing to draw, and I cannot draw cars. So all the if you think the cars in that are well drawn, that's because I traced them. But I haven't done any tracing this. I've traced the front of a church, but then I drew a modernist building, and I drew that, like, I drew that um, from my mind. In fact, I really so enjoyed this. this. Who this was the preview you're going to get of this book is seeing a modernist, uh, you know, brutalist building that I drew, a 70s university. I drew it from my, from my imagination. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Sorry. Yeah, microphone. Sorry, microphone. Sorry, Phil. He's like, that's going to cost me 200 pounds of yeah, repairs. Yeah. Um, I drew this modernist uh, university building. And what I really want to do is one day meet an architect who's seen this book and says, that, that building is actually physically impossible. That building would not be able to exist. That's, what, that's my dream. That's my goal. So that's the kind of ambition I've got. And are you, st <laughs> and are you still doing the separate 
Are you doing a different monoprint for each square and then feeding them in? Definitely, yeah. I made that book by doing all separate... Lots of comics people look at me again, like I was saying, and with sort of slight disdain of, like, you know, you've got to do it all on one page. But they don't know that I haven't done it on one page. I just do it, like, collaged, and then I scan the pictures into the computer. I don't, all, I don't draw on the computer, but I just stick them together on there so you're in the right place. Otherwise, I'd just, you know, I'd never get a page done if I had to keep starting again. So, uh, similarly to that, I do the monoprint like this, which is you just get a sheet of uh, perspex and you r paint... You roll us some very thin, uh, you roll us some ink on it, you know, yeah. like some, some brown ink. lino cut type ink, you know, sticky ink. And you kind of probably use up several trees trying to blot it to get it very thin. But I reuse that paper, don't worry. It's all eco ecologically sound. And, um, and then I put the paper on top of it and I draw it. And then I'm drawing backwards, obviously, because it's the relief side, you know, the, the side which is on the ink. So, so you have to get your head around that. So I'm always like turning over the page and thinking. And then I often will reverse it back again when I scan it in. It's boring, sorry, no. that was boring. And is this, is this woman in the middle one of the two heroines? Uh, she's an inspiration for that. I just love that picture. That picture just says like, I work with a bunch of men. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where I got that from. It's great, isn't it? Oh, I love it. It really says she a lot. She's so fed up. So my book is going to be about one 16th as interesting as just that one picture. So brace yourself. And what else have we got? We've got? I think we've got some further research pictures. That's the character in my book. That's the monoprint. There you go. It's uh, on a. It's a it's <laughs> and that's her inspiration. Yeah, these are these are just vague what's inspirations. She, what's she called? She's she's called Margaret Crypt. <laughs> and uh, I know that's an unlikely stupid name, but it's all because my bandmates, who, uh, who Mike at the back there knows, my bandmate Simon. We used to practice occasionally. No, we wouldn't practice. We would occasionally do a concert in this old crypt of a church I think the crypt was I think the church was desperate for funding mm. so every now and then you know 37 pounds from a sort of DIY gig that we put on would go really go well into their uh, you know into their fund or whatever so we would put on gigs occasionally in this in this crypt it was run by this very nice old uh, woman who was part of the church group called Margaret and Simon had on her, on, her, on his phone is Margaret crypt you know, like that was the contact had name. to be used, and I was always like, I love that name, and it's so unlikely and it's terrible. And also, she's an expert in graveyards, so you know, it's really on the nose. Uh, but she, yeah, she she wears it proudly. <laughs> it's Karen. Yeah, that's Karen Armstrong. I, I often I'll just take a screen. You know, I'll, I'll be watching TV, BBC Four. It's like a key key resource for Margaret Crip research. And uh, <laughs> who else we got here? We got. I just love that. Um, <laughs> I think that's from an Agnes Varda film. It's very strange. A film about a French shop. Which I think is that's great. a badly translated subtitle. I know, but it's much more poetic in French. Imagine that in French. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Okay, this, these are just some clues about what might the book. Just, it's a real I'm, teaser. I'm just trying to make it much more interesting than it is for you guys right now. <laughs> there. Spot the. I hope she's coming here next year. Spot the spot the TV historian, and then some files. <laughs> oh yeah, that tells you quite a lot. That's the most that's the most expo expositionary image that I can find for you guys. I'm just trying to, you know, make it. I'm just your imaginations are going to be better than what I've got. So you know, just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy it while it lasts, <laughs> until it's replaced with the sad, the sad reality <laughs> of what I've actually come up with. Anything? Oh. <laughs> okay, I think we should end with that image. That's a really good image to hold. Um, so she's an academic. Yeah. Okay. This is why it's hard, right? These books are about someone. I've made them. The characters I've come up with, right, are about as you know. They're either slightly. I mean, I'm not smart at all. I'm thick as hell. I got like no A levels. Um, I've got like you know very. I've got like D only GCSEs. 
Um, I got an art degree, but that, you know, a seal could get that. Um, it was Not good, true. It, it was Not good, true. Good, it was good at sculpture, that kind of seal. But, um, uh, but uh, all these characters are, you know, either slightly less smart than me or like about the same intelligence level, you know. And, and now I've made up someone who's like read so many more books. She's done, you know, she's got several, she's a doctor of whatever so she's, mystery. She's thrusting compared to No, she, she's, she's very recalcitrant, oh, but okay. she's just very, very smart. She's shy, but she's smart. And I'm a, 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 a you know, um, I'm like a, a, a extroverted loner who's very thick. So she's, <laughs> she's like my inverse. And it's actually really freaking challenging. <laughs> Because I've talked to some really brainy people for research, and I, after this, the fourth or fifth sentence, I get lost. <laughs> God. So it's, that is it's like, it's like trying to um, uh, cycle up, uh, unicycle up a gradient like this. And that's well, where I think why it's going to be a bust. No, but, I, can't, know, I can't wait for to meet her. Can't wait to meet her. And I'm now going to silence you for a moment Please to do. see if there are any questions from the audience. Because I'm going to award you an extra five minutes because we've been talking so much. Too we've much. overrun a bit. I, I will bring Please the, put your hand up and I'll Phil bring will the microphone approach you. to you if you wait so we can hear. There's a question right at the back, Phil. Philippa at the back there. Oh, no, I can no, hear no, you no, loud and clear. We want, no, we want to hear her on the mic so we get it on the podcast. Oh, gosh. Oh, God, oh, podcast. It's all podcasted. Okay. Oh, Sorry. So, Jeff, uh, you've sold yourself far too short. You're clearly not not thick. I mean, that's very obvious. You're I'm very thicker funny. than Margaret. And he's, very, and he's, and he's very, Joff, very not funny. Jeff. But. Um, I just wondered if you could point to any of the graphic novelists that have inspired you. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge graphic novel expert at all. Like I don't, I probably read more, uh, you know, word books. I'm trying to make myself, I'm trying to sort of reaffirm the fact I'm intelligent, you know, after my. You're yeah, reading my uh, favourite book mission. ever. Yeah, I'm reading, I'm reading uh, The Corner That Helped Them by uh, Sylvia Townsend Warner, which is, uh, I recommend that. I'm not finished with it. I'm nearly done with it, but I'm trying to eke it out. Uh, I like that book, but that's got no pictures apart from the one on the cover. Uh, graphic novels. Uh, I love this right, uh, American graphic novelist and all-round kind of polymath genius called Linda Barry. I love her. Linda with a Y in it. And Barry, like, you know, Barry, uh, someone called Barry who plays darts, that kind of guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love Linda Barry. I like um, Daniel Klaus, the guy who did Ghost World, um, these people. Uh, I love... Um, uh, there's, there's a bunch of them. There's a lot of really good ones. I like Alan, Alison Bechtel that uh, Liz was asking me about yesterday. I, I've met her. She was very charitable towards me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like any charitable graphic novelist. That's true. <laughs> and uh, also, also, Julia Roberts has got a face a bit like a pencil, <coughs> but uh, or a biro. And um, you've just squeezed that going, in. Where you? am I going with that? <laughs> she hasn't. No, to my knowledge, she hasn't written any graphic novels. So a question at the back, and then the question at the front. That's very inspirational, Joff, but I just wondered, um, not but, and I wondered, have, have the graphic novels been translated into any other languages besides French? I wish they would get translated into Finnish because I've been to Finland once and it was one of the best times I ever had. So that's what I'm holding out for. Well, and the other answer is an no. Agent. That's yeah. why you need an agent. The Finnish version. I can't believe this man doesn't have an agent. I can so. count to ten in Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> and then Marcy here. Oh, hi. Are you called uh, Marcy? I am. I love that name. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
You'll be, you'll like be in the next like, like yours too. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about um, more about the technicalities of it. Oh gosh. Because don't worry. Okay. Um, because it, you've gone from drawing mm -hmm. to now you're doing sort of sepia reverse work. It's still um, drawing. I mean, it's still drawing, but I mean, it's really tricky <laughs> doing something in reverse. What made you decide to do something so difficult when you're so successful? at what you've already been doing. Is this the artist in you coming out? I like to, both, all those stories have got a different, that's a good question, Marcy. Uh, all the stories have got like a different style, and I like that because, you know, the characters are different, so you want it to have a different feel. You probably have this with your books, whatever. Mm -hmm. You want it a different tone or whatever. So literally, it's this different tone, you know. And um, also this, I also twigged that. If you're not very good at doing backgrounds or like, you know, kind of, atmospheric um, landscapes, which I'm not. I'm not, you know, with paints and stuff. I, you know, obviously, there's a tradition of painting going back several hundred years, and people are used to looking at, um, you know, like very nice evocative landscapes. And you can get away with so much with the monoprinting. You know, you just sort of smudge it a bit, and, you know, it's very, very sort of forgiving and evocative without having to sort of be good at actual colouring in and shading. So I twigged that. So Marcy, that is my, it's like needs must, you know, the limitation being the mother of invention, as it was with the six panels and the cutting things out and making it a collage. So it's the same tradition of like, it saves me some work and I can, thank you. That's very mm -hmm. kind, thank you. Another question. Oh, two more questions, right. There's oh, this oh. guy with a nautical jumper, we love that, yeah. <laughs> Jaunty. Uh, um, I just wondered how you felt about, or how it came about, how you felt about Bell and Sebastian providing the music to um, the film. Was I felt that, good. Uh, well, it, well it, just, it, it didn't kind of sit with um, the music that the characters are into. That is um, true. W when they told me that first, I said, are you going to get Bell and Sebastian to play heavy metal? Because it's quite technically difficult. And, you know, not really. They're a quiet band with, you know, mm. like tasteful, sparse chords, as opposed to like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I'll do that again if you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't, don't worry, I'm on a microphone. Uh, so initially I thought, that, that kind of makes sense and it kind of doesn't make any sense. But, um, but you know, when I was drawing it, I, a few times, I, I was, I would, when I was doing the drawing part, not when I was doing the writing, I'd have silence or, you know, classical. I'd have Petrock Trelawney saying that was uh, Brahms. <laughs> no, he wouldn't probably play Brahms, would he? He would. Anyway, okay, he would. I'm glad, I see he, Patrick's like my um, classical music consultant because he's like, <laughs> Uh, it's part of his Renaissance man duties. He's, he's like a you know a, 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 a sage on the, the classical world. Answer the question. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Was I going down a cul-de-sac? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but uh, when I was drawing it, uh, I would always have music on or whatever when I was doing the drawings, and uh, probably s several hours I would have had Balance Preston records just totally independently years before. It was like a you know it was like a Rosemary West deal. Wow, <laughs> Rosemary West and Balance Sebastian being sort of shoehorned into the same into the same conceit. That's really really depressing. But it was sort of the emotional music for the film, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. No, and I I thought that's how it would work as as exactly as it did. It was sort of it, that. I mean, it's even though they're emotionally quite inarticulate characters there is supposed to be you know some sort of uh, under underlying well I feel all, all these characters are emotional volcanoes they Whoa. just they're not expressing it but it's it's there I'm glad you it? said that I feel cool with having an emotional <laughs> volcano well I did some workshops with some children on Thursday and uh, no on Friday and um, one of them had we were all making stuff up and one of them invented a character and a volcano called Linda so, uh, <laughs> which is, a, if anyone wants to use that as the name of their memoir, I, rec I, I recommend it. 
We have time for There was one question on. There we go. Oh, Ella. Ella. This is our friend. Joff, I wondered when you're writing your books, uh -huh. do the pictures come first or uh, the words? Is it a simultaneous creative act with words and pictures? It's or is it very much about the pictures being the research in advance of the words? Um, it is, uh, they sort of take it in turns, really. Like sometimes I'll get, I'll think of like a sentence or a bit of dialogue, and then that will obviously like suggest pictures. Well, sometimes it doesn't suggest pictures, and I think like, where am I? Where are they going to say that? What are they going to be doing? Are they going to be in a canoe? Probably not, because that's <laughs> hard. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and then or sometimes I will get an image, and I think, how can I put that image? How can I contextualize that image? How can they end up, you know, at the? Um, how can they end up by that windowsill? That's about the level of you know spectacle we've got going here, to be honest. You know, how can they end up by that sort of the opening of that tent? Oh no, here we are. I wonder why I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, it would be like the uh, the story comes from the image, uh, uh, certain images or certain bits of text, or whatever. Yeah. So it's just good because you know you can it, it it doesn't get you know it's always one or the other or both. You know, it's it, there's no there's I couldn't put it into a graph. No one wants to see graphs anymore. It's, it's too depressing. It's a chicken and an egg simultaneously. It's a yeah, it's a chicken and an egg, sometimes an omelette, and even occasionally just like shell all over the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know my analogy? I really like... Yeah, that's a good really one. Use that, that one. Yeah. Use that one. Sorry. One more question, and then I fear... Oh, two more questions in the very front yeah. row. Has no, anyone got a song they want to do? Two more questions. No, because I said you could have five more minutes. You're both... Nina Stibby. Nina Stibby. It's not even five like past twelve. I love to no, look no, at exactly. that clock. It's, yeah. it's my kitchen clock. <laughs> I trust it. <laughs> that's a nice one. Okay, Hi. Nina, it's my Hi. new friend. Yeah. yeah. Hi, She's a writer. She's yeah. your tweeter. This has been just so lovely. It's been wonderful. Oh, thank um, you. Uh, but the question I have is, are people always like after you now and saying, Joff, write this story, do this? I mean, are you, have you become like sought after? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll see you later. <laughs> He should be. Yeah, no, he should be, be sought people after. People must be constantly saying, do this, do the life of a fish. <laughs> That'd be hard. <laughs> that could be really sad. Okay, well, I'll... If Lamorna gets I know. I know, yesterday. I'm going to seek you out, then, in that case. Okay, so Nina, Kathy's thank you. Cathy Ransombrook. Could you count to ten in Finnish? <laughs> uh, in 2011, yeah. <laughs> now all I got is Uxi, Karakson, <laughs> I think I was saying one, nine. <laughs> so to use another language, nine. On yeah. which very happy note, please join me in thanking Joff. Thanks for coming. It's been so, everyone's so nice. I love this yeah, festival. Yeah. I, I thank Patrick, thank no, you so much. No, 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 no. <laughs> we love you. It's not, it's not saying that much, but this, is, this really is the highlight of my year. <laughs> it really is.